Hope I got a Mac podcast episode number 56. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And Chris, you and I have not talked for what seems to be maybe a couple weeks now. I know, man. We've been busy, uh, just, you know, things going on and just lining up schedules. Your studio was in disarray, and uh, I think I was meeting a new dog last week at this time. So, yeah, it's been about two weeks. So it's been, yeah, two weeks. Uh, so it's good to hear from you again. I, I tell you, I, I, a lot of people have missed your voice here on the Help I Got a Mac show. I know uh, my my week just doesn't seem the same unless we start off talking together every Monday evening. Absolutely. So here we are. Uh, now, last week we covered some of the stuff that you had anticipated sharing. And actually, I think that you were a little bit excited about uh, sharing in uh, episode 55. So if you don't mind, I'd like to take a little time, a little step back in time, if you will, and just ask you, what, what did you have any thoughts beyond uh, what maybe we've already discussed on the Walmart phone or the Y phone? Uh, no. Uh, well, we obviously know now it's not going to be really any difference in price. So as long as educated people are selling the things, I guess it's not a huge deal. And now that now that AT&T is selling them online, I think we're going to start going back to maybe a modified version of the uh, home activation. So, You know, I, I wondered that because it, 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 I've been seeing a lot of, you know, the iPhone as a gift, but you give somebody a card. Mm-hmm. You know, which, I was actually um, at AT&T on Sunday getting my new iPhone 3G. Da-da-da! Hey, congratulations. Welcome to the club. Thank you very much. And because um, you've been you've been very excited about your Phil Schiller thing going on there. <laughs> yeah, the the Phil Schiller limited edition four gig iPhone classic uh, is currently for sale. And um, at Twitter dot com slash biting B E I T I N G. Yeah, I think I've got someone who's interested in it though. I'm, I've got a couple people who are, are kind of waiting to see if this person uh, comes through or not. And if not, I've got uh, the next person. You know, down the line. So there is some interest in it. I'm going to get. Uh, looks like uh, more than what I paid the for the uh, 3G for it. So that's Very always cool. good. Yep, absolutely, no doubt on that. So I have uh, some questions for you. Like, for example, why you 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 said you're not going to do this? Uh, there's no need to do this. What what, what pushed you over the edge? <laughs> um, uh, I was allowed to to do it. Good. <laughs> the wifey poo says okay yeah 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 uh, there we go so so let me ask you this and, and yeah hopefully your wife's not listening and i don't see her in the chat room right now so. she's not she's uh out shopping tonight so, so you went out and you bought this uh extended warranty apple care thing on your old iphone mm-hmm. what happens to that does it does it go with the iphone now to whoever purchases it it does. It goes with them. But uh, most of the people I'm getting word about, <clears throat> um, they're going to be using it on like T-Mobile or, or uh, Cincinnati Bell here in, here in town, you know, another GSM provider, which will void the warranty when you unlock it. So, gotcha. you know, I'm trying to tell people that they're going to be kind of out of luck if they do that and then something happens, but most people don't care. Yeah, but the, well, I guess the unlocking is different than, than jailbreaking, so... 
Yeah. Jailbreaking is easily reversible. I don't know if unlocking is or not. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, and from what I understand, unlocking is easier to do on the original phone than it is the three G. Yeah, actually, there's they really don't have a, a very easy way to unlock the uh, iPhone three G, and but the iPhone dev team just figured out a way to do it. It's called it's codenamed Yellow Snow. Okay, <laughs> and uh, they're going to be releasing that uh, in January at some time. Good deal. So uh, there's still the thing, market out there for the old stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. The thing is, you can't just go into an AT and T store pick up a 3G without you know without getting a contract. So yeah, this is true. This is true. So I had to extend my contract out for another two years, which is fine. Well, you I mean you're going to use the phone for the next two years, right? So might as well. No, absolutely. Yeah, I ended up getting the eight gig. You know, I I had a four gig and I, I was nowhere near filling it up. So. Yeah, well, I, I, is, it's just fine. When I upgraded, I went to the eight gig, and I'm still p- completely fine uh, with my eight gig. In fact, I probably only use about four, four or four and a half gigs of it. So it's pretty impressive, man. I was streaming CD quality audio, so oh, I'm I a know. believer. I'm a believer now. I, be, I tried to tell you, it's pretty. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying to convince you, obviously, but uh, right. definitely was trying to tell you there, there's some there's some really good benefits that come along with with the three G versus the the edge but uh yeah definitely. and that makes me wish i had that tethering app <laughs> <laughs> no doubt no doubt so um of course you can always jailbreak your phone and i think there's that other tethering app out there yeah i'm not gonna worry about jailbreaking this one though i kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna try to keep it as pristine as possible and i make you a know. prediction you'll make it until april you, <laughs> you 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 chris will jailbreak that phone by april there's yeah yeah there's gonna be a compelling reason for me to to do it and right now uh, I don't see one yet. Yeah, so. you'll do it. I, I, I mean, of course, I, I went back to non-jailbroken. I reversed mine, but I yeah. just, I just know you enough to to know now that you'll do that. All right. So, so yeah. So basically, tell me, tell me the update. You say that they Walmart definitely. It's no longer a rumor. They are carrying the iPhone, right? Yeah. Uh, in certain stores, I mean, you're not going to be able to go to your local Walmart in like Pikeville, Kentucky and get the iPhone. I don't think I think they're only going to do it in a handful of stores, mostly out in California, where which is funny because, you know, in in California, there's like an Apple store every three blocks. You know, they're almost as bad as Starbucks out there. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll now, see. are they going to be the same price you said and the same kind of models available? Yeah, I think it's going to be maybe like three dollars off i think it's gonna be like 197 and 297 maybe oh no way (laughs) (laughs) yeah three bucks whatever whatever you know what i'll save my three bucks and and go to the apple store or the at&t store you know i went to the at&t store had an absolutely awesome experience really i'm glad to hear that yeah it was very very fast i went went in and i gave him my information and he's like you know what what, which one do you want i told him and he's like all right hold on Boom, and in like five minutes, I had my phone, and it was working and good to go. Well, I bet you still couldn't do that at the Apple Store. I don't know. Probably not. Probably well, not. but what happened at the Apple Store is I would have spent an hour there talking to everybody that I knew. Oh, this is true. This is and, true. And fighting the crowd. There wasn't hardly anybody at the, uh, the AT&T store. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let you talk for the next two minutes while I take a bite of my pizza here. And I, <laughs> and I want you to tell us what we didn't talk about from the show notes last week which is about the new Boxy, Netflix, Hulu, and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, as you guys know, Boxy uh, is my favorite um, media application that works on Macintosh, uh, Linux, and then also the Apple TV. Well, they just released a new update a few weeks ago 
that provides some really really awesome things. Now this at the at the at the present time this only works on the Mac the Macintosh, the actual Mac, not the Apple TV because the Apple TV is not powerful enough and they can't get access to all the little cool stuff inside there. But the new box he has built-in support now for Netflix. Uh, new version of Hulu so you can log in if you have playlists and if you want to see like restricted content and things like that. Uh, also, MTV Music, so you can watch all the music videos you want to watch. And, of course, the WB, so you can watch all those cool shows that are on there, uh, like the Gilmore Girls or whatever's on the WB now. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. The, the Netflix thing is huge. Uh, if you don't have, um, you know, like the Roku or, you know, an Xbox or something that allows you to play those Netflix instant streaming uh, titles, the the boxy now lets you do that, which is really awesome. How do those streaming video, videos look compared to, let's say, a regular DVD? It depends on your the pipe coming into your house, but most of them are pretty good. Uh, I would say near CD quality, and then some of them are even in a uh, high def, quote unquote. You know, they're they're near like the quality of streaming a high def movie over the Apple TV, which you know I've done it, looks pretty good. Good, so it's it's. All, it's almost as good as maybe over-the-air HD signal coming from the local station? No, over-the-air HD signal is going to be the best uh, outside of Blu-ray. Oh, over-the-air okay. HD looks better than cable HD and better than DirecTV. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's less compressed. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I'll tell you what, I've, I've, we got an HD TV now, and uh, I, I, I have uh, not upgraded to the, the uh, HD package for for uh direct tv yet but i'll tell you what i find myself switching over to the you know the regular signal on the tv and just yeah. flipping through all i mean I, and it's funny i will watch a documentary on people who are reenacting civil war stories in in high def just to watch hd programming oh yeah and what's cool about high def is you get more channels in the same bandwidth spectrum mm-hmm. so you're getting like you know two channel 12 you know two Network channels, you know, there's uh, ABC one and ABC two, and ABC two for your local affiliate may have like weather or you know music channel or something like that. I think we have an affiliate here, our Fox affiliate here in Cincinnati does that. One channel is you know the high def signal, the other channel is like music videos or something. So it's very very cool for the kind of stuff you can get for free. Uh, the issue with with it obviously is there's something called the digital cliff, which it only and the nice thing about analog is it went. I, mean, I keep it in my mic. I apologize. The nice thing about um, analog is that the signal went really, really far, and it would just degradate. It wouldn't just end. And mm-hmm. with you know, with digital, you either got it or you don't. So yeah, this issue people you know people have to get different antennas and stuff. But yeah, over the air is the way to go, man. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Football I'm, games look amazing. I'm thinking about getting uh, you know software for my Mac Mini and just hooking it up upstairs. For um, for receiving HD signals and using as my Apple t- or my Mac Mini as a um, as an HD P- DVR. Yeah, you can get something. A company called Elgato makes a little USB dongle that you know can can take that high def signal from your antenna, and it's got you know it comes with a remote control and it's got. Uh, you know, DVR functionality and uh, all sorts of stuff. You can pause live TV and, and set up shows to record everything. That's a really, really nice interface, too. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about that. So anyway, uh, let's talk about some of the things that we have for this week's show notes here. Uh, yes, you, yes. Have, you have some news that you wanted to say about the uh, about Macworld. It's changing up a little. 
Cliff, I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. As some of our longtime listeners know, one of the big things that I've always wanted to do that I never ever had had a chance to do was make the pilgrimage to Macworld and see Steve take the stage and just, you know, throw it down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like that's not going to happen anymore. Uh, after this year, Apple will be pulling out of Macworld. Uh, from a presentation standpoint, I think they'll still they still may have a presence there, but they're definitely not going to be as big as they are now. Uh, the other thing is, there's no more Steve note. Steve is not doing the last keynote of MacWorld. Phil Schiller is, which we all know. I, I love Phil Schiller. He's got a, a wonderful mullet. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, no word on why Steve's not happening there. I'm hoping it's, he's not sick. Uh, what I'm thinking, though, is there's just not going to be any earth-shattering uh, information at this keynote. I think uh, they're lowering everybody's expectations, especially by not having Steve lead the keynote. Now, there, there's a chance he may pull a Phil Schiller and be there. I've heard rumors of that. But you know, I don't think we're going to see a, a, a bunch of new, cool, super awesome things at Macworld. I think we're going to see a bump on the uh, – and this kind of leads into the next uh, thing here – We'll see a bump on the on the iMacs and hopefully a bump on the Mac Minis. We'll probably see Snow Leopard, which is uh, the new version of the operating system. Uh, maybe an iLife update, but that's it. I don't think we're going to see any kind of like super awesome new like collapsible clamshell iPhone or, or some new PDA or, or netbook or something like that. I don't think any of that's, that kind of stuff's going to happen. No, there are two two thoughts that I have on the no more Santa Santa jobs for uh, Chris anymore. Man, it was so awesome. The night before Macworld was like Christmas. I know. So uh, here, here are my two things. Number one, I think it's probably his health. Um, if not the immediate um, keynote, the fact that I think they're, I think Steve is suffering from some some health issues personally. I I, I don't have anything to substantiate this. I, I don't follow the news or anything like that. But. With the rumors that went out before and just the last keynote that I actually saw with the the pre-recorded released keynote, Steve was just looking extremely thin, very frail, and and he just wasn't looking. I mean, he looked – have you ever seen the, the TV or the Nintendo game called Paper Mario? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not making fun of him and making light of this, but, but yeah. it, it, it's, it's like when he turned sideways, he looked, he looked thin. And right. and I know that that you know post his surgery they said that nutrition you know um, and stuff like that there there that's a side complication that's just a normal side effect or whatever uh, that that your body's not able to process or to gain all the nutrition from food so I, I but I I do believe that there's something to do with his health I, I mean he like I said he just wasn't looking very healthy in the last one and and I and I think w- what. I, the company wants to avoid is the fact that you know that this becomes all about Steve's health, and in fact, the fact he even mentioned his health in the last uh, keynote. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, he showed his blood pressure exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they don't want they don't want his health. Whether it's you know whether he's fine and still and, and whether he's the same as he was when they uh, showed the new uh, the new MacBooks. If he's this, if he's the same, then there's. The focus is not going to be on Macworld or, or the, the information. It's going to be on him. Exactly. And I think they're trying to take the focus off that. They're also trying to say, you know what, Steve isn't the only person who can do this stuff. You know, we got people like like Phil, who's you know not as dynamic as Steve, but he still he still he still has a good presentation about him. Uh, you got uh, Scott Forrestal, I think. 
I can't remember how you pronounce his last name, but he's the guy who's in charge of the uh, the iPhone division. He's a pretty good speaker. I mean, they've got smart people in the right places. I'm not really worried about that, to be quite honest. With yeah, you. not it, anymore. But, but, but also, go ahead. I was just going to say that the fact is, I don't think that he's announcing any kind of a retirement plan or that they're thinking about that. But but they are certainly transitioning. They're I, I believe the marketing department has decided. It's like, listen, we need to we need to start breaking down the myth that nothing happens at Apple without Steve. Right. Even even if it even if it does go through Steve for everything, we we can't let people know that. And really, let's be honest, uh, Johnny. Bobberts or now it's just John Doe who comes into the Apple store to buy a Mac for the first time really doesn't he's not part of the 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 quote unquote Mac cult right. you know, he's not he's not someone like me who you know follows it religiously and you know knows every little detail of of how Apple works and how they work and how Steve was like the end all be all they, they don't know about that and frankly they probably don't even care right and and the one of the big reasons Apple's pulling out of this uh out of the trade show thing, what some people don't know who's kind of new to this, Apple used to do two Macworlds a year. They used to do the one in December and then they used to, or I'm sorry, January. And then they used to do one in like September or something for Macworld New York. Okay. And they moved Macworld New York back to Macworld Boston, which is where it used to be. And Apple pulled out saying, you know, it's hard. It, we don't want to dictate our product launches to Macworld, which is a magazine, you know? Right. And think about it. Every, uh, Oh, my, all my lights on my keyboard just turned off. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of people, me included, who wouldn't buy anything Mac-related during during the holidays because we know that Macworld's coming the next month and they're going to release a bunch of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would I would be willing to bet that having Macworld and, and you know have, has probably been cutting into their sales as of late. Yeah, I think so. People waiting to to see what happens. You know, people not buying new Macs because they're sure Steve's going to announce something in in January. And now, now they can do what they were doing all of last year, which is have these little town hall meetings at Apple, which is probably a lot cheaper to do too. And still, they're 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 finding out that they can still get the same amount of impact on something like that than they could by running out, you know, the West Wing of the Moscone Center. Right. Absolutely. So so tell me about a rumor of an what's this iPhone Nano I'm hearing about. Yeah, uh, there's a company back before the 3G iPhone came out. There was a company in in China that was that released pictures of a brand new uh, rubber case for the phone, and it wasn't like uh, the, the the dimensions were not like the standard uh, first gen iPhone. They were they looked like a new phone, and sure enough, they were the perfect dimensions for the new iPhone 3G. Well, this same company has now released a smaller case for what looks like to be a new phone, a new phone that's maybe about the size, height-wise, of a Nano, uh, maybe a little bit, as probably as wide as an iPhone, but maybe as high as a Nano. So they're, they're dubbing it the iPhone Nano. And this has been a rumor that's kind of floated around that a smaller, cheaper, um, less memory, maybe like 4 gig, an 8 gig, uh, tiny version of the iPhone would come out. Maybe not 3G, maybe just 2G. You know, it would come out at a lower price point at some point, but still run the apps and things like that. What do you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want one that small. I, mean, I feel like the iPhone is a good size. Um, the, the iPhone screen is about as small as I can handle. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want the smaller screen, and I don't know if, if the applications would have to be recompiled for that small screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
and I don't think it would scale right. Uh, unless they, unless they came out with a phone that doesn't run any like third party applications, it's like fifty bucks and a hundred bucks, which won't happen. Um, then I would say maybe, but I don't think this is going to happen. If it does, I'll be shocked. And it, if it does happen, it's certainly not going to be announced by Phil Schiller at MacWorld. No offense, Phil. <laughs> All right. So so that's at this point, that's just a rumor, and it's based upon some pictures of a factory somewhere else. All right. Yeah. So new iMacs and new Mac minis to use uh, NVIDIA chips. Do you, now, is that something that's news, or is that something that people are just talking about? Uh, it's a rumor actually in 10.5.6 people go through like the underneath the, the, the hood and kind of look look at little things and certain things were referenced in some of the strings that are talking about a new model of iMac and new model of Mac mini that's using the same chipset. This is pretty inside baseball. That's using the same kind of guts that the MacBooks are using as far as the graphics go. Okay. So we could see a, a rollout of uh, updated Mac Mini, which is needed. It's been almost a year and a half, two years since they've updated the Mac Mini. Figures right before, right after I buy mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So. so, and then, of course, uh, Mac Giving Tree gives you free stuff. What's this? Yeah, uh, the people who brought you Mac Heist, which is kind of like this online game that you get free at, you know, free software if you solve puzzles and discounts off of like a really super cool bundle. I think last year they had like parallels and a bunch of other stuff for like 50 bucks it's a really good deal um they do something they've done it for now for the past two years called the mac giving tree where if you go i think if, it's macgivingtree.com, i think um and if you're a mac heist user you just log in with your username and password if not you just register for one because mac heist 3 is coming and you get a couple free applications the first one i didn't really pay attention for it was something for itunes and um the second one though was a game called enigma 2 which enigma Enigma is on the iPhone. It's like the water droplet game. Yeah, and there's uh, there, it was a Mac version first, and they're giving that version away for the Mac. So it's kind of a way to get a cool little free game. It's normally like a twenty dollars game, so you get it for free. Okay, so so is that game available for free right now? Yeah, Mac Giving Tree. Okay, so you just go to macgivingtree.com. I think so. Yeah, let's try it out here. Mac do, do, do Givingtree.com. I'll try the the URL first, and there it is from your friends at Mac Heist. Dig it. Sign up now. So you have to sign up for something, it looks like. Yep. And I'm going to do this really quick. Email Cliff. While you're at, talking. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, the fine folks at, and let me uh, let's see here, tuneupmedia.com contacted me. I didn't even tell you about this, Cliff. Contacted me about a week or two ago, and I was embargoed uh, to talk, not to be able to talk about this app until last week, and we didn't get to do the show. There's a program called TuneUp that is actually kind of an add-on for your iTunes, and what it does is it goes through all your songs and fixes them. Like if there's something mislabeled or not labeled at all, or you don't have the cover art for it, it'll go through and analyze all your music and uh, and fix it for you. It's really, really cool. Is that for iTunes purchased music, or is it music that you ripped as well? Music that you ripped as well. Wonderful. Yeah, Very I don't interesting. know if there's a... I think there is a, a, a small cost. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, you There's the TuneUp and TuneUp Gold. And for TuneUp, you get 500 song cleanups, 50 album covers. Uh, oh, it also gives you... Um, gives you like concert information and stuff for your area and uh you know so it lets you know if like if there's a band like you have in your itunes it'll say hey these guys are in concert on you know 
in January. Uh, for for tune up gold, it's uh, twelve bucks a year or twenty bucks forever. You get unlimited song cleanups, unlimited album covers, and unlimited all all that stuff. And I've been using it, and I have to say, it actually works really really well. I had a bunch of album covers that were wrong, and uh, because I used another program, and it's it went through and cleaned up just about everything. Very so, very cool. So yeah, if, tuneupmedia.com. They were really really nice to to hook us up. They knew that. Um, we provided a cool Mac podcast and they wanted to know if I wanted to talk about it. And I said, I would give it a look at, and if it didn't work as advertised, I wasn't going to say anything about it, but it seems to work pretty well. Nifty. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And so, um, and what's the name of the program and where can they find it online? Tune up. And if you go to tune up media, uh, com, they will, they will be able to find it. Tune up media.com. I'm just, Confirming that real quick, and your music collection collection is a mess. Tune up fixes it automatically. Yep. Very cool. And so basically, if you're looking at cover flow and it looks all yucky uh, before with all the little iTunes basic default symbols, and then it shows a, like a before and after, and then after it's got all the album artwork. Very interesting piece of software. So if that interests you, check it out. TuneUpMedia.com. Yep. Alrighty, and uh, so that pretty much covers all of that except for the fact that we have some questions here. And that's what we're here for. And so let's go ahead and do that now. Uh, basically, I've taken all of these questions from the Help I Got a Mac section of the, of the gspn.tv community forum, which you can, of course, find out over there at uh, gspn.tv slash forum. The first question is from Scott W., he posted this. He says, hi, folks. I'm new to the GSPN forums, hoping to be able to ask question, ask and help a bunch. I uh, got my MacBook last spring and still have some niggly little things that I wish I knew how to do, if they are even possible. Number one, sometimes when I'm switching between applications using Alt-Tab, the menu context changes, but the application does not come up to the front. Any idea why not? I have to go down to the dock Click on the icon as if I'm opening the application up again. Then it comes to the front. Um, that's a good question. That's happened to me before too. I, I just, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I do know how to create the issue. If you open up an application, let's just say you have like three, three browser instances of Firefox open. Like okay, three Firefox. Three- Three Firefox windows. Firefox, three windows, okay. So you have three windows, not tabs, but windows open. And if you minimize one of those windows or two of those windows or three of those windows, once you minimize it, if you go through the tabbing process, the alt tabbing or command tabbing process, Mm -hmm. it will not bring up any of those windows. You have to manually choose which one to bring it up. Mm. So basically what you've done is you've minimized or you have quote unquote hidden that window. And so you have to unhide it. And that's why you have to go down. And actually, if you right-click on the icon in the dock, uh, especially in Firefox, if you have multiple windows open uh, of that of that browser, then it'll actually show you. It's like, okay, which one of these do you want to open or unhide? Yeah. So I, I, I don't like that myself. I wish it would open it up. But, um, yeah, it just is what it is. <laughs> Sorry about yeah, that I- one. Yeah, that's kind of an annoying one. I've had that happen a couple times. It's like, oh. All right, so number two, he says, I'm constantly dragging icons out of the dock accidentally. I wish I could lock it. Can that happen? 
uh, I don't think so. I think no. I don't think you can at all. That's a good. That's, that would be a cool feature, though. Yeah, you can't. That's yeah. no. <laughs> yep. Sorry about that one. <laughs> Strike two for Apple. <laughs> all right, number three. Maybe it's just something weird with my email configuration, but but very often I get prompted by mail to re-enter the passwords for some of my email accounts. Like the key, like the key ring has forgotten forgotten them. I've tried recreating the account entries, which seems to help for a while, but a week or two later, they're back. My email server is hosted by Yahoo Mail. I don't know whose fault it is, but it's really irritating. What I would probably do in this situation is just to make sure that your your keychain's okay. So what you do is you go to Applications and go into your Utilities folder. And then you go into your Keychain Access. And one of the things you can do here is go to Keychain First Aid. If you click on Keychain Access up in your top, uh, up at the top bar there and go to Keychain First Aid. And what you do is you can verify or repair your Keychain. And sometimes if there's something kind of screwy with the Keychain, it won't hold passwords, and that should fix the problem. Right. Very cool. And if it doesn't, then it could be a, a setting with your, your email servers. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Corel, who is in our chat room, by the way, about the you know those minimized windows and stuff, um, or not, not the minimized windows, she's actually um, talking about the accidental dragging of the icons off of the dock. Well, um, if you go into the system preferences under your trackpad options and turn off the touch, the what is it called? The ta- trackpad taps or whatever. So that oh, yeah, so you can, I guess, push the button without using the button. Exactly. The trackpad, yeah. So if you turn that off, that forces you to to have only the capability of, of dragging and dropping an icon when you literally physically push the button at the bottom of the trackpad. Hmm. And yeah, so I, don't, I don't like using that taps anyway. I always, I always I, have my button forced. I use tap to click all the time, so that would kill me to not be able to do that. But that is that is a good suggestion for how to quit accidentally doing that. So turn off your tap to click option, and that might help you. Hmm. All righty. So um, basically, Scott says I have others, but this is a good good first start. Start. Have a happy weekend. Uh, hopefully we can solve, see if we can solve any of these issues. So let's see here. Pups Pals wrote, um, let's see here. I think I've already posted this, but Cliff said to repost after bringing this up in the chat, uh, for the show's recording on, uh, a later date for a few months now, I haven't been able to launch any of the PPC, the, uh, power PC apps on my Intel Mac using Rosetta. The applications icon will bounce a few times and quit. Occasionally, if I'm lucky, I'll get a crash w- crash report window. For example, Word will give no crash report even in the console from what I can find, but Photoshop will give a crash report to send to Apple. Unfortunately, since I don't use my PowerPC apps that often, I'm not sure how long this problem has been around. My theory is that it stems back to one of two things. A bad update from 10.4.10 to 10.411 or a security update or when I used X slimmer I had the same kill Rosetta problem that uh, monolingual users have have so to yeah, try that's, to that's slimmer programs bad news man yeah I, I'm gonna blame that 
And she says, to try to fix the problem, I've tried the following. She's tried repairing permissions, repairing the disk, running Disk Warrior, running Tech Tool Pro, running all the tools in Onyx. I mean, she goes on and on and on. Uh, gasp. In short, everything but calling Apple, uh, which I haven't done due to time and the fact that they'll tell me to do everything I've already done, and an archive and install, which I'm trying to avoid doing since every time I've done one so far in the past, I've always lost something like third-party app, plugin, or setting. Let's see. I guess I could try unslimming the app's X-Slimmer Touch 2. Uh, haven't thought of let's see haven't thought of that until now so x slimmer is this program that goes in and strips out the the some of the stuff you don't need out of these universal binary files right yeah it what it does is it yeah it basically takes um an app that was written both for the power pc and the intel processors and just removes one of the other's components so if you have an intel you don't really need in theory you don't really need any of that power pc junk so it removes it but this can this can cause problems with apps that were written specifically for the PowerPC. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes it can kind of mess with Rosetta. So that is probably what's happening. And really, the only thing that's going to fix him is is quite possibly an archive and install. Yeah, that's a shame. Very much. And so, unfortunately, we don't have much more to give you there. Pups pals. Now, John, who I believe is in our forum, says, "Okay, so I have iTunes at home and iTunes at work." And I have bought music on bo- at both places. I have the same account tied to both home and work. How can I get the music I bought at work to play at home and vice versa? Okay. What you would do is um, burn it to DVD or CD at work and then just bring it at home. And then just it'll, it'll work. <laughs> it, there's, not a whole lot, there's not a whole lot to it really. Gotcha. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine if you buy if you. How about just getting a thumb drive? Yeah, if you've used if you've used the same account, then then all you need to do is just drag the yeah drag them you over a to your drive, library. Right, if you have a thumb drive or an external hard drive, just copy them all, drag them to a hard drive, and then go home and take them and drag them back on iTunes, and you should be good to go. Yeah, that's all you should have to do. Yep. Alrighty. Well, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Um. No. All right. It's a short, short show tonight. It is a short show, although we're not done yet. I, I was just going to see if you had any other questions or tips or tricks or anything no, like that. No, but I did buy the greatest iPhone game ever, ever this week. What is it? Rolando. What is it? It's like a platformer kind of puzzle game. Okay. Um, if you do a search for R-O-L-A-N-D-O, and it's, um, it's published by a company called NG uh, Moco. And it's made by a company called uh, Hand Circus. It is it's ten bucks. It's not cheap. But if you go to the the website, it's uh, rolando.ngmoco.com. You get to see a, a trailer for it. Let me tr- seriously, Cliff. It's 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 the best game I've ever played on on the iPhone, hands really? down. Well, here I'm I'm hitting play now to see if it has anything that might be interesting. It says Hand Circus presents. Now I have to admit, I'll have to tell you that. It looks a little bit like, um, you know, a, a tilt game. It is. Now the 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 little figure guys, they look a little, you know, little cartoony kind of 
I don't know. Ten bucks seems a little, ex- little bit much for that. It's awesome, Cliff. It's it is seriously the best game on the iPhone. Really? Yeah. Ah. Uh, anyway. Written specifically for the iPhone. The music in it is fantastic. The artwork is fantastic. It's it it. it I'm not the only one saying that. You know, places like Touch Arcade, I don't know if that's the Apple Weblog, they're all saying this is uh, the iPhone game of the year. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you, um, have you played Tap Defense yet? I have played, uh, no, I've played Field Runners, which is like Tap Defense. What is, I, I, I want to try the Field Runners. I haven't, I haven't found that one. That's, or is Field Runners the one that's like Risk? No, no, no. It's okay. like Desktop Tower Defense. Okay. Okay. It's like five bucks, but it's okay. awesome. Well, I, I've been playing this thing called Tap Defense, and I cannot beat this game in easy mode. And I've probably played it at least six or seven hours. Really? Yeah. It's just, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that um, Field Runners is a good game. I'll have to try that Tap Defense. Is it free or is it? Uh, I don't know if it's free or if it's maybe two bucks or something. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's not expensive, but... Uh, definitely, you know what, I think it's, I don't remember, to be honest with you. But anyway, um, I wanted to make some announcements to the folks here uh, who are listening to Help I Got a Mac because uh, some pretty ex- um, exciting things are happening on it, on this end. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, you're definitely going to be more inclined to be excited about the technology uh, end of gspn.tv. And I want to in- tell you guys that in about two or three weeks, I guess. How many weeks until January 7th? Like two. Yeah, so here's uh, the end of there. So about, yeah, in about two or three weeks, I will be in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I have been invited to go to Vegas as a guest of the Panasonic Corporation. as nice. a As a kind of citizen journalist kind of thing to cover uh, the consumer electronics show from a just an average user uh geek out there who has an online community and uh basically they'll be providing me with some toys to play with uh some high def video cameras and point and shoot cameras and you have to give them back uh, i don't i i believe i have to get well it says i have to give everything back i don't know if they'll give me anything as a parting gift or anything like that they're flying you out, though. Yeah, they're flying me out, put me up in a very nice hotel, um, and paying. Where are you staying? For, yeah, out of curiosity. What's that? Where are you staying? Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty sweet. So, oh, where um, are you staying in Vegas? Oh, I'm sorry, you were cutting out. Uh, I'm staying at the uh, Planet Hollywood Hotel. Oh, sweet! It's really nice. There's a huge mall there too. Yeah, I'm I'm looking <laughs> forward to it, and uh, they're also sponsoring a huge meetup, a tweet up. Uh, for myself and and the other folks that are going, um, you've heard of Chris Brogan, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He, Chris Brogan's going, and myself and uh, three other folks that uh, are. We have one girl that's going. She's a mommy blogger, and it, it's just it's really cool because they're taking just your your average social media, not your A list people who are you know have hundreds of thousands of followers, but they're just taking average people and and saying, hey, come as our guest and. You know, talk about CES, and there's That's no awesome. there's no real requirement for me to talk about Panasonic. Just to just if I ever say that you know I'm if I ever mention Panasonic, I do have to kind of disclose that I'm a, I'm there as a guest of Panasonic or whatever. But you know, the thing is, they they recognize the fact that if if we go out there and and they're 
flipping the bill and stuff like that that we'll be excited and and probably mention them so oh, yeah. i'm sure oh, that i will you got to go see boxy they're gonna have a booth there what's that boxy's gonna have a booth there oh, okay yeah i'll go check out the boxy people and stuff like that yeah tell them i said hi and i'll give you like they'll probably give you some free stuff very cool man so uh, one of the things I'll t- tell people, if you're interested in uh, seeing my coverage from CES, I'll be posting all CES content at podcastanswerman.com. That's, so, that's sweet. Are you, are you able to do any live live video streaming, like uh, with Quick or anything like that? Well, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the internet usage and stuff like that's going to be like out there. So. Uh, I'm not going to promise anything, but I'm sure that if you follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash GSPN, you will be able to follow and see what's going on. So I will be keeping everybody up to date. Is this this your uh, first time in Las Vegas? It's my first time in Vegas uh, altogether. My first time for CES. Uh, It's like a dream come true, man. First off, Vegas, amazing. I've been there a few times, and and CES is going to be just awesome, I'm sure. You're going to see so many cool gadgets and stuff. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> I'm so excited, man. Let me tell you, you'll probably get a bunch of like t-shirts and all sorts of tchotchkes and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. It says here Cliff is going to have to bring home the empty suitcase for uh, yeah. So I'm going to have to bring on the uh, suitcase for my all the freebies they hand out. That'd be cool. Just don't go see the Chris Angel show. It's nah. awful. I was nah, told. I won't go see any shows. Okay. But I do have a bunch of people from the gspn.tv uh, listening audience who are going to either be there for CES uh, and uh, we're going to hang out. And in fact, a good friend of mine, Chris, uh, well, Chris V, and he goes by Leave Town in, in the chat room here and in other places. Uh, he's going to help me do some uh, camera work as we're down there. And, right and also there are a bunch of other people that are going to meet us there. And not only that, but there are people that actually live in Vegas that uh, said, you know, hey, I'd love to buy you dinner. So very cool stuff. That's awesome. Take them up on it. There's a lot of good places to eat. Yeah. I love I love that town, man. I could go anytime. Well, you, <laughs> one, one thing's for sure. Whatever happens in Vegas is going to be recorded for podcasting later. So, Ah, uh, see, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to be recorded half the time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was, I was there back in September and. Had a blast, my friend. Yeah, I am going to have a blast. I'm Congratulations. sure. Thank you, man. Uh, so anyway, that is all I have to share, I believe. I don't have anything else. Oh, you know what? I, I want to talk about just real quickly that is just geeky that's not necessarily Mac related. Have that's you, fine. We can do that. Have you seen um, this? Have you heard the announcement of Facebook Connect? <sighs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, because of your share this, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well then we won't cover I mean, it too. No, much. no. I mean, we can, we no, we can, we can talk about it. I just don't know. There's, there's really like two or three competing standards for this kind of stuff. There's Facebook Connect. We're, we're kind of going to get off our, our Mac talk here, but uh, there's Facebook Connect. Yep. There's Google Connect. Yep. There's Open ID. Yep. And uh, you know, let's first look at Open ID. Not really anybody's using it, let's be honest. Yeah, I have an account, and the only reason I have an account is so I can get in a twitterfeed.com. Yeah, no one's really using uh, that. Um, it looks like Google Connect is kind of one way. It's it's not the way you would think. Let's say, like, Twitter's supporting Google Connect, but you can't log into Twitter with your Google Connect account. Like, I can't go to, like, Twitter and create an account using my Google Connect information like I could with OpenID. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Facebook, I, I don't, 
I don't know how many people really want Facebook to have that much power is the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. I don't know if I I don't know if I want that. I don't want Facebook to be my whole internet. I'm already kind of letting Google do that and I'm almost to the point of like you know, so far, Google hasn't done anything to make me go, okay, I need to, I need to not use them. But Facebook, you know, they've done that thing with they, they that whole fiasco with, with uh, Facebook Beacon, you know, with the whole advertising thing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just afraid that their, their, their method is let's go strong and then pull back when people complain. But then we're only going to pull back not that much, and then another month later we're going to go even further, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like it myself um, as a blogger. I, I think it's neat to have – the ability for for people to post i mean it's the same reason like why i do enjoy share this you know people come to the site they click the share this link and they can post it to to uh facebook and mm-hmm. and i would be just as excited if if uh share this had the ability to to say hey you just you know of course that's what share this does but um you know if if somebody with the with the facebook connect if somebody leaves a comment it automatically can post a story back up on their timeline and stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i i just kind of like the 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 bringing it all together because i have found myself using facebook a lot more uh the 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 news feed just to randomly check it in the same way that i use twitter so yeah and especially I'm, good I'm really for videos about, i'm really weird about facebook i i don't Here's what I use Facebook for. Hey, the, I haven't talked to this guy in forever. It looks like he's online. Let me talk to him for a second. Oh, there's some pictures of my buddy's kids. That's about it. Uh, I, now I have seen, you know, uh, I've seen we, we we've had some young interns working for us in the past, and they were on Facebook eight hours a day, you know, five days a week. And that was basically their operating system. It was like, what do you do? Face, Facebook is internet for them, and yeah. maybe maybe something like that will work for them, but. But for me, it's like, you know, I'm not on there enough. I don't care about it enough to, to make that my login credential. I don't know if I, I don't know, man. I just, maybe I'm just old and paranoid at this point. I think that might be some of it, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's cool. Um, you know, the, and the thing is, is if it, if, if, if it ever gets broken, I'm sure there are other ways to sign in and stuff. I, I definitely like. I, I would love for everybody who has an open ID system to at least also include the Facebook login, you know, the Facebook Connect, because I would much prefer never using Open ID. If I'm if I'm going to trust anybody, I'm I'm using Facebook already. I only opened up an Open ID account just so I had an Open ID account. The thing is, though, Open ID, no one owns Open ID, which is I think what I like about it. Now I got my open id account at like is like my open id or whatever but yep. they're they're not they're not the exclusive you know members of it you know your gmail account is an open id your aim account is an open id your myspace login is an open id all those things can be used the same way your facebook connect connect is your facebook account and that's it facebook's got the whole keys to the kingdom at least when with open id all these other companies have the same credentials as each one of them do. You know, one person's not holding all the keys. This is a lot like Microsoft with the Live ID or their passport system, which is what it used to be called. Yeah. And it's never really taken off. Now, they didn't have this whole social component on the back end of, of you know, with Facebook, like how they have that. I just don't know if a lot of people are going to be going, well, you know what, why don't I put in my Facebook credentials here? Whoa, all my Facebook friends are here. And do I really want what i'm doing on other sites to be syndicated back to facebook where you know everybody and their mom can see what i'm doing yeah I, and for me the answer is yes 
<laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about it. It's it's not the login credential credential that really is the draw for me. It, it's the fact that you know I I love that when I comment on somebody else's video that it puts it in my timeline. I don't have to actually say, "Hey, share this with everybody on my friends in timeline." It, mm-hmm. it, in my timeline, just if I comment on somebody, it's, it it says Cliff commented on Joseph yeah. Jaffe's video. I mean, it's it's kind of like a, they're I guess they're trying to eat you know in, in one fell swoop they're they're trying to eat Open ID. They're also trying to eat face man not Facebook, uh, friend feed. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's be honest, man, friend feed. The only people that are using that are nerds. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a nerd. You're a nerd, and that's fine. But like. My wife, who I, who I consider the ideal um, brass ring user, she's not using that. You know, right. she's not using friend feed. She is using Facebook. Exactly. But I don't. I don't know if she'll go in and I, knowing her, I don't know if she'll go in and go. Oh, I can log in here with my Facebook stuff. I don't know. Yeah, well, she th- may. Well, if, uh, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Let's, let's just say, for example, if she ever did happen to go to Ravenscraft.org, she saw this recipe and or home cook video or something. And she wanted to to leave a comment, and she can fill out all of her stuff, or she just clicks that little button, and because she's already got a cookie logged into Facebook, mm-hmm. it, it with one push of the button, it's like, oh, here you are. What do you want to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I believe me, I see the merit of it. I think it's cool, and you know, I'm I'm sure. You know, I'm kind of talking at a term here. I, I'm sure we're gonna look at it too. Yeah. I, I just I, I just can't say any more than that. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, obviously, if if it's if it's going to be a uh, de facto standard, you know, good or bad, you know, you guys will probably take part in it. I would love, sure. I would love it. I mean, if 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 I can go around and click share this and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden, because I'm logged in to share this using my Facebook credential or whatever, everything I share, everything I click, kind of like quote unquote dig, if you will, or you know, share this or whatever. If that automatically would post to my Facebook account without me actually sh- saying, "Okay, I want you to share this with my Facebook account," it's just like I click the button that says "Share this," and boom, it's it's there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I definitely think very cool. I, I don't know, it, it, I but I I do understand. I, I I definitely see a lot of people concerned about you know the Facebook and and my my thing is is you know what. It, the what they what Facebook has is and and what Google has is the amount of people who are using it, and I I have no doubt that if it came down to it, I could find websites on other search engines. You know, find find stuff I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And if Google ever went too far down the road, I can get away from Google. I mean, I, sure, I I let them host all my email, I let them do my calendar and stuff like that. They, but if if they did something I really despised, there's not very much that's going to keep me from from bailing out on them. Mm-hmm. And the same is true with Facebook. Yeah, I guess if 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 one of them turned evil, I mean, you know, there's there's ten other people you know waiting in line to get your login information. You exactly, know? exactly. But oh yeah, you know, I don't know how much I can say, uh, but uh, be looking. Let's see what what's my calendar look like here. I would say sometime next week. Uh-huh. Point your your browsers to sharethis.com. Okay. Just just saying we got some some of the cool new things that I've been uh hinting around about maybe uh maybe coming out. So will we see another screencast tutorial video of Chris's voice? 
Ah, uh, you're going to see a couple of them, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh, one other announcement. Um, w- next week we are doing a special. Uh, not ne- is it next week? Let me take a look at my calendar here. You're doing oh, the 24th, right? Yeah, the 24th. Yeah, it's actually next week. It's a week from. It's a week from, I guess, Tuesday night, if you will. Uh, on Wednesday morning at 12.01 a.m., which is basically Tuesday night going into the next day, uh, yeah. we are starting a 24 hours back-to-back podcast marathon. And so we are going to start at 12.01 a.m. on Wednesday the 31st, and we are going to be podcasting straight through until the ball drops in Times Square. That's non- awesome. Non-stop podcasting. I'm, I'm not sure if... Um, I see it looks like 4.30 p.m. You got uh, Aaron co-hosting Help I Got a Mac. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I might try to jump on at that time, too, just to just to say hi. Let's see here. Wait a second. At 4.30, where do you see that one at? Uh, about the church. 4.30. 4.30 a.m., 4.30 p.m. 4.30 p.m. Uh, oh, yeah, Aaron Benedict. Yes. So you you think you might be able to hop in? I, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll try. I don't think we've got some people coming uh, that night, but I don't think I got anything going on at 4:30. I'll see if you know. At worst case, I, I'll try. I can try to call in or something. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's calling cool. on my really awesome 3G iPhone. There you go. So uh, basically, it, it's really awesome because um, we have a lot of European listeners. So, for example, um, at 12:30 in the morning, Daniel Cushman uh, is going to be joining us uh, for a half hour. And then uh, Father Roderick, who is a great friend of mine over in uh, the Netherlands. He's the podcasting priest from the Netherlands. Uh, it's tentative. He'll either be on from 1 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock or from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock. We haven't completely nailed that one down yet. But uh, we're going to have Father Roderick here. Uh, and then we have Ann Trader from Germany, who's going to be on from 3 to th- uh, three to 4 in the morning. Uh, Tess from the U.K. is going to be on from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., uh, we we have uh, just people lining up uh, left and right. We have just let's see here one two three four five six seven eight hours. Only eight of the twenty four hours is not completely booked yet. How awesome that's, is that? That's awesome, dude. So if you guys if you're in, and basically this is how it works. And uh, of course, plus members are listening to the podcast version of this. But we are giving priority scheduling to, to plus members. Uh, so anybody who wants to co-host, either be interviewed for a brand new podcast that we're doing called The Community Voice. Um, or if you want to co-host one of the shows, one of the things that we're doing with this marathon is we're actually not just going to be hanging out all day, but we're actually going to be recording episodes after episodes after episodes of actual content that will be released uh, over the first couple weeks of of the month of uh, January into the new year. That's awesome, man. So we're we're gonna have like a storehouse of content ready to publish. Hey, and what was your what was your goal for charter members by the end of the year? Oh, uh, let's not go there. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? You're still plugging away at it. I think, I you know what, man? I think there's a term called the hockey stick. Uh huh. And you're 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 on it right now, man. I think after the CES thing, it's going to blow up. I think so. I, I I really do. Uh, the goal was to have 500 plus members by the end of the year. Um, it, it the the way it looks that you know we're probably going to be able to hit 200 by the end of the year, which is uh, I mean that's definitely going to happen. I believe. 
So, it, it, well, especially with the you know, I mean, with the, the economy and the way it is and all that stuff, it, it, I, I think it's awesome that 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 people love the content that you're making so much that you know they're willing to 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 give that money to you. And really, it's not that much at all. If you think about it. it it's not. It's not a lot of money. And the fact is, is that uh, what I'm hearing a lot of people who are signing up recently, they're actually saying. Um, you know, hey, we're because of the economy, we are cutting back. And one of the ways we're cutting back is we're not going out to eat as often. We're mm-hmm. not, which is is kind of an entertainment thing. We're not going out to see movies at the theater anymore. Uh, we're mm-hmm. we're renting movies and uh, we're watching more TV. And you know what? We're fi- I'm finding myself listening to more and more of your podcast. And it's like, wait a second, this is only ten dollars a month, and I am getting a lot of value out of this. And yes, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and sign up, and I'm yeah, going to support it, this. And what's cool is about a lot, a lot of the entertainment shows that you do is is like when you buy a DVD and you get that commentary track. Yeah, it's like the commentary track, you know, after the fact. Yeah, but it's it, it's so cool. And uh, yeah, you're right. People scaling back, you know, getting a Netflix account instead of you know maybe paying for cable or you know because you can get broadcast air and then get everything else you want. Like if you want to watch a show that's on cable that's not on normal tv you know what they release seasons of that on dvd you can get that at netflix you know what right. i mean so yeah there's believe me there's ways around the system and um that's so awesome cliff can i can i, can I tease one one thing absolutely it's, go ahead um i'm just wondering uh i'm in the process right now me and another guy uh are in the process of developing an developing an iphone application and it's going to be a game and I'm wondering if maybe we can ask some of the people that are in the chat room, what do you think a, a price, and I'll ask you too, Cliff, would be, because you know, there is going to be some development costs. I want to recoup my cost. Uh, what do you think would be uh, an impulse price that's not 99 cents? Maybe like a buck 99? Well, it depends on what. Two bu- yeah, dollar 99 is the, is the upper end of an impulse purchase. Okay. I wouldn't. I would not pay two two ninety nine is a is a breaking point. It's like eh, that's three bucks, you know. Yeah, see, ninety nine cents seems like it might be too cheap. Yeah, ninety nine cents is a eh, yeah. If it, I mean, if it looks remotely inter- interesting, uh, I, I I'll pay ninety nine cents for no for it, no problem at all. If it's a dollar ninety nine, and some people say you should check it out, I'll I'll go do it. If it's yeah. if it's two ninety nine, I'm like, uh, are you yeah, sure? Yeah. And then uh, you know anything two ninety nine and up, I'm starting to read the reviews, and right. I'm looking to see if anybody else I know has it to tell me if it's worth it. it, yeah, it I'll, it's, I'll it, tell you offline what what, okay. what it is. Very so. cool. Well, let's yeah. go ahead and wrap up here and uh, tell people how to get a hold of us if they want to. Do you have the phone number there in front of you, Chris? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'll do it. How about I do this? not have it. Thanks for putting me on the spot there, buddy. It's all right, man. But anyway, the phone number, if anybody wants to call in and uh, leave a question for our podcast, uh, if you have a Mac question, it's area code 859-795-4067. If they want to email us, they can do so by sending an email to feedback at gspn.tv. And uh, we would love to cover your questions here on the next episode of Help, I Got a Mac. Oh! Chris. uh, Have a good Christmas. You too, man. Merry Christmas to you. Celebrate Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I hope hope Santa Claus brings you everything you want. No more Santa Santa jobs, though. No. (laughs) Poor Chris. (sighs) It's all right. 
All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.